0: and help you grow your business in the best ways possible. It's why they say, at PennyMac, greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is Division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender. NMLS ID number 35953. Loans not available in New York. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. With FGMC shedding
1: most of its staff and Sprout Mortgage abruptly closing its doors, experts are wondering whether the non-QM lenders can attract the funding that they need to remain viable. Welcome to The Principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. Today, I'm joined by staff writer Doug Page. Doug, thanks for joining me. Hey, thank you, Mike. So, Doug, this whole situation, is this about these two companies, Sprout and FGMC, or are there broader questions about non-QM loans?
2: Sure. Well, we were tipped off on this, and what happened is Flagstar Bank, which is based in Troy, Michigan, runs a warehouse lending division. And what that means is that they fund a lot of non-QM loans. So uh, they sent out a text message a few days ago, basically telling uh, people that uh, you know, if you were going to fund uh, have their have their loans funded, that they needed to make sure they had all their paperwork in order. and most specifically, that they had the document clear to close, ready and in order, in order to get those loans funded and finalized and closed up. Um, And so it was a bit of a heads up. Um, Now, Flagstar says it's not necessarily in response to Sprout and to a federal first guarantee. So it's basically what they're saying is we just adjust our, our plans all the time. But again, that's probably what you would expect them to say anyway.
1: And it's clearly a sign that the industry isn't just concerned about these two companies. I mean, they're they. it seems like they're concerned more generally about this non-QM loan.
2: They seem to be more concerned about this non-QM loan. That is true. Um, and I think the the unfortunate part with non-QM lenders is that they still get this perception of being subprime borrowers when clearly that's not what they are.
1: So, Flagstar won't say whether or not it's a direct response to FGMC and and Sprout. What are they saying about their policy and what it means about how they view the landscape?
2: Well, they wouldn't go into that either. You know, unfortunately, it was a very you know abrupt and quick. I would say I wouldn't call it abrupt, but a very quick phone call uh, with their with their lead spokesperson. And uh, you know, I had a quick conversation to her. I asked her some questions about what had happened. She said she would get back to me, and then, of course, you know, toward the end of the day, uh, she emails a statement, uh, which they were only that was the only thing they were going to say about uh, the whole situation. So it's hard to say. I think the larger question is: um, Is this the beginning of a trend line? Will we see other warehouse lenders beyond Flagstar do the same thing too, as well? And if that happens, then yes, this could be the beginning of a trend.
1: What You also talked with some experts about what they see across the landscape and what are they, I mean, do they think this could become a trend or what are they saying about non-QM lenders and their ability to get backing?
2: Well, you know, the biggest problem with with non-QM is, is this. What we see in non-QM is that this is mostly a private industry. This, this is not an industry which is publicly traded. So you don't get a lot of information about what is
1: going on in the non-QM world because they don't have to report it to you, Right. right. They, Right, Sprout was bragging about how fast they're growing just before they closed, and they were making hires. I mean, weeks before they closed.
2: Exactly, and keep in mind too, as well, earlier this year when we had a story about uh, about non-QM, which appeared in the National Mortgage Professional Magazine (NMP). Um, Shea Palente, Sprout's CEO, said he expected non-QM lending to grow by ten percent this year, industry wide. Clearly, you know that hasn't happened. Certainly not for Sprout.
1: Right, and investors don't like to buy into things if they don't know what they're getting. <laughs> right,
2: right, exactly. So there is there is some transparency you know, in, in the non-QM world because you have to go off and go sell your loan. So you certainly do have to provide documentation. But in terms of the overall health of each non-QM lender, well, that's a question.
0: Don't miss the nation's largest show for successful mortgage pros. Originator Connect returns to Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas, August 18th through the 21st. See us at originatorconnect.com. It's simply the greatest mortgage conference in the known universe. originatorconnect.com.
1: But why are they why are investors so scared specifically about these non-QM? Is there something about this business that has them scared or should they not be?
2: Sure. Well, I think the big reason that you find for the worry about about a non-QM borrower is that you know, in many cases, they're a restaurant owner, they're a salon owner, they might have a, a landscaping firm, for example. Um, and the question is, how how good or how viable are these businesses in an economic downturn? And of course, you know, the, the conventional wisdom here in, around the United States and in economic and finance circles is that we are going to face a recession at some point, either in the fourth quarter potentially, or maybe in the first or second quarter of next year. If that's the case, the 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 question that runs through anybody who is looking at the possibility of buying a non-QM loan is, um, will that business still be in business? Will, it, will is it a viable entity? Can you still get people to go into the into the restaurant? Can you still get people to go into the salon? Uh, are are people going to change their habits and 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 have hire somebody out to to take care of their loan?
1: What what can non-QM lenders do to try to make themselves more attractive to these warehouses?
2: Well. They need to stop trying, as as Keith Lind at Acro Lending said. You know, some apparently are out there trying to buy market share by lowering their interest rates. And if you're doing that, you know, um, you know, you might have more loans than than somebody else does. Let's say uh, the the competing non-union lender across the street. But that doesn't necessarily mean uh, that you're doing yourself any favors.
1: Right. You you probably want the, these warehouses probably want the higher interest rates, right, so that they can recruit more of their investment.
2: Yeah, exactly, and you know, typically, what you see with um, with non-QM mortgages, for example, is that the interest rates are anywhere between 100 to 150 basis points, roughly uh, above
1: than the typical conventional mortgage. Right. So that's kind of the target that they're looking at. Exactly. 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 If they're not able to attract business from Flagstar or or another, what what other options are out there for non-QM lenders?
2: So, so as as one person told me that I was interviewing yesterday said, you know, a good business practice for anybody who is uh, in the non-QM lending field, say a non-QM, you know, like mortgage originator, if you will, is that they should have multiple warehouses that they can turn to, not just one. So, build redundancy into your business. Have have at least two, three, four, five. Do it. Do it that way
1: diversify.
2: Exactly. Critical, critical, critical.
1: Absolutely. Doug, thank you so much for sharing what you've learned with us. Thank you, Mike. And we'll have the rest of your headlines right after this word.
0: This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to learn more about becoming a partner and starting your journey to greatness.
1: Here's the rest of your headlines for today, July 13th. The Consumer Price Index grew again in June, and inflation is now at 9.1% on an annualized basis. It's the highest mark we've seen since November of 1981. The latest inflation numbers come just weeks after the Fed raised the federal funds rate by 75 basis points, and now experts are wondering what the Open Market Committee will do when it meets again in two weeks. Mortgage applications fell again this week, even though mortgage rates keep slipping back down. Refi's did have a bit of a rebound, up 2%, but that was wiped out by a 4% drop in purchase loans. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by TG Cutampere, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by SkyGaze. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.